right. And one of the best days of the year, really, for us super coaches out there, TLT Tuesday is upon us. The NRL season's really close, a couple of days away. And, you know, I don't normally do a team list Tuesday podcast. I do a Sunday one, but it's such an exciting day of the year that I wanted to do one. And I've got a guest on the show, a great super coach player and a good um, super coach mind uh, in Nathan from the Super Coach Guns. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, uh, you know, I don't know how much you've had a look at the team list Tuesday. I've obviously written down some notes. I think it was a pretty standard TLT. I don't think there was anything in there too shocking for me. Obviously, there's the big news. No Nathan Cleary. It looks like they've said, you know, three weeks. So we think a minimum around four. Yeah, um, I I was quite I was shocked by that to get that notification at around twelve o'clock this uh, today. But otherwise, no, no major uh, shocks for me. But it's good to have confirmation of some cheapies like uh, Violia, uh, Schneider, and Kelma Tuolagi. Yeah, definitely. And I think you know it really your mind starts percolating when you see that you don't have a Cleary. When you start getting some of these cheapies land, you know. You kind of, for me, it was like if I don't get Cleary, I can start entertaining the thought of going with Turbo. I mean, I'm not actually, I don't think I will actually go that way. I've got a couple of the options that I might do, you know, now that Cleary's not in there, which I was already thinking about, you know, in the lead up. Will I go with Cleary or won't I go with Cleary? So now it sort of puts an answer there. But with us landing some cheapies, it opens the door for people to do a whole range of things with their teams. And definitely in that halfback position, you know, it could make or break the year for people, I guess, who you go with in this halfback spot. It could be one of those outlier things for the year. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, it's going to be very important to nail down the right halfback until Cleary returns. I mean, I think Schneider's an absolute lock for your side. Yeah. At 190,000, possibly goal kicking doesn't get much better. But if Sam, if guys like Sam Walker or Nico Hines and Jerome Hughes and Cherry Evans, of course, if they all, it will be very tough choosing between those four. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah. And I think Schneider will kick goals because obviously Croker's missed. And, you know, I'm a Raiders yeah. fan, so I can say safely that Schneider will probably kick goals. So he's an absolute slam dunk, I think, to start in your teams. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Cleary out. You know, so with him out in three for three rounds minimum, um, you, you just can't go there. You know, some people no. would say at times when players are out, do you hold them? It's okay with a Munster or a Grant because you know they're going to be in for round two. And it's because of suspension. There's a chance that it could be more than three weeks. Um, yeah. And you just cannot do it. You can't You can't hold him. He's a, he's a no-go to start in your teams. Yeah. Agreed. Um, uh, I think every point you said there, absolutely spot on. Now, let's talk about some of the options. I think if you're going to go premiums, you're, you're looking at a premium option for your team. I think there's some big ones to consider. DCE at 695K. He's 4.8% owned currently. Um, you look, traditionally, we looked at um, DCE last year. It was 50s average for the first half of the year and 100, you know, for the, for the last half of the year. He never sort of starts fast. Do you think that's going to change this year? Um, hmm. I'm going to say he, I don't think he's going to average 80 this year. So I'm going to say, yeah, I think he'll start slow again, but slow in terms of his 80 average last year. So I think he'll probably, um, I think he'll average 60 to 70 to start the year. I think it'll be the turbo show still. And then as we get into the season, 
that's when Turbo will slow down because teams will start to de- defend him, prioritise him in defence, and then that will give Daly Cherry Evans a bit more freedom, I guess. Yeah. And I think that's when he'll make up the points. So I think he'll follow the same pattern as last year. Yeah, and I mean, I guess one thing to note with DC, and that is if you do hold him for that length of time, I don't know how long you're going to be locked into holding him, but he will go off to Origin or some of the other options that you could go. Well, they're not locked in. Well, obviously with Hughes, for instance, he's New Zealander, so he's not going to go in. Um, and, yep. you know, Hines, yeah, I don't know if he's going to get in, you know, the... the... He could get 14 or 18th man. Yeah, but he's probably a chance of that rather than DC being a lock. So that's something to yeah. consider. But he's definitely one of the options that people will pivot to. He's already nearly 5% owned. One of the other ones we did mention there was Jerome Hughes, 640K. Yeah. He's 12% owned now. He's in that Melbourne Storm outfit. It's a very juicy matchup in round one. And Hughes, mm-hmm. he, he we talk about these running players. And Hughes, I just love to watch him because he's just hungry to run the ball. You know, you look at a yeah. player like Ponga, he, you, he's a dangerous runner, but he doesn't seem to want to run, you know, as much as you think he would. You know, he's not doesn't seem yeah. hungry for the ball. Whereas Hughes, as a running half, he's hungry as. And he goes and looks for the ball and he runs often. So he's an option, I think. Uh, I've probably put DCE behind Hughes for me. Um, I think that the, yeah. the Manly have a bit of a harder run to start the year. Um, and Hughes, he's, he's, you know, 50K cheaper. Yeah, I, I agree. It does help. Hughes's running game really stems back from he was a fullback, and so he's been converted into his halfback. Um, and it does it, that will help his base because he's probably still got a run first mindset in most situations. So you're probably counting him having ten to twelve runs a game, and that that's why his base is so good and why he's such a consistent scorer. Yeah, I think, you know, he's not one of those ones that bangs out big, huge hundreds. Uh, he's not a goal kicker, but that first game against the West Tigers is a good matchup. I think he will be considered yeah. by people. The other one I want to mention in the premium options is Heinz. 685,000. Yeah. He's 16.8% owned. I was sort of, I've, I've been a bit up and down on Heinz. The funny thing is, is I, I looking at it at the start of the preseason, I was like, well, look, you can't move from a club to another club. He can't go from fullback into the halves and score anywhere close to what he did, um, you know, last year. But every time I've watched Hines play in the in the preseason and in, you know, in, in games, he's looked bloody good to me. Yeah. Um, I think it does. When I watched him, he looks like he scores points very similarly, similarly to Nathan Cleary. Like he's a goal kicker. He's the primary half, lots of try assists. Was a fullback, so again, he runs the ball a fair amount, got a good kicking game, willing to tackle. Everything just points towards him just accumulating points at halfback. So if you want someone that's going to score points in a similar way to Nathan Cleary, then I think Nico Hines is your guy. Yeah. I mean, and in that old, you know, adage, a team full of champions, you know, I think in that Melbourne Storm team, Munster looks like he's on for a huge year. Um, Mm. Pappenhausen, obviously, we know what he can do. Harry Grant, Brandon Smith. But in that um, Sharks outfit, you know, Moylan, he's got flashes of brilliance, but, and, you know, William Kennedy's a solid enough fullback, but I just think Hines is going to be the real maestro in that team. I posed mm. a question on the old socials, you know, should you go a Kurt Mann and Cleary option or should you go um, a Hines and a Munster 
you know, uh, versing those two yeah. options up against each other. And look, for me, Cleary's out, and I'm happy to go down and do that. Hines in halfback position, yeah. who I think is a premium option, probably top three halfbacks, I think, this year, or top four. And Munster, who I think will be top couple, you know, if not top, in the 5'8 position. Yeah. I think that's quite an upgrade, and I think that's probably where I'm leaning to go. All right, let's move yeah. on. Yeah. Let's... Oh, I have one other player. Yeah, um, yeah, go for it. Sam Walker. Oh, yeah, Sam Walker. He's, I've got him he's in goal the, kicking. Yeah, I've got him in the mid, in the mids plus. We're going to talk about them next because obviously... Oh, sorry. These, yeah, these guys, these guys are probably 695, 640, 685, so it's a premium cost. Yeah. These other guys are who the upper mids. I want to mention three of them. Walker is one of them. Um, he he's you know, my missus picked her team the other day and she loves Sam Walker, so she's gone with him. Five forty-five k for Walker. We know that he. I think he plays better when Kiri's in the team, um, and and it looks like the confirmations come down that he'll kick goals as well, which I think is a real big yeah. tick for him. I went through the other day. If he manages to keep a seventy-five percent a fifty-five percent conversion rate. And the Rooster score a similar amount of points to what they did last year, then he'll be uh, averaging close to 80 points per game. That's with a 55% conversion rate. If he can get up to like a 75, 80% conversion, probably more 70 to 75, but I think he's a genuine chance to become the second best halfback this mm. year in Supercoach. Yeah, really interesting. So, I mean, you, you you know, you can get him for 140 cheaper than Hines. You'd probably lean yeah. Walker ahead of Hines. I think I'd, I've got Walker in there now because that frees up $400,000 from Cleary. Yeah, definitely. That's big money. And look, to me... That's massive money. Yeah, and to me, when I was sort of umming and ahhing over Walker, once I saw that, you know, sem- the confirmation that he's going to kick goals... Mm, that really starts yeah. to lift him for me. I'm big Ooh. on the Chooks this year. And I think he plays yeah. a lot better, you know, when he's got a Kiri in the team. So, yeah, I really like it. He's only 5.9% owned. And what I'm going to mention there as well in this sort of upper mid price range um, is Kiri. He's 20% owned, which I think was overs personally for Kiri, who traditionally hasn't been, you know, that kind of score. He hasn't been what we saw in those three games last year, the 75 mm. average. Um, 528k, 24, 20.4% owned. I probably prefer Walker to Geary. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, I just, he's just hasn't historically been a super coach half. Played three games last year. He scored two tons. Uh, and then he scored a 20. He had 226 points last year and he had two tons in three games. Mm. Uh, that tells you the absolute highs and lows you can have in Luke Keary. 530K, not goal kicking, probably takes a back seat and lets Sam Walker and organises for Sam Walker and Tedesco just to run the show. They'll get the assists. Keary will be getting contributions at best. Um, no, I don't want to go anywhere near Luke Keary. Yeah, same. I, I, it just surprised me to look and see Sam Walker at 5.9. You know, and Keary... Was the flavor of preseason 20.4. Moses uh, for the Eels. We know they've got a good draw to start the year. He's a 511k, so it's quite a big saving on um, Cleary. He's 10.9% owned and he's looked really good in the trials. I know he's probably mm. someone that's left a bad taste in people's mouths, but he, he's looked good to me. He kicks yeah. off too, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah. And he is also, he, he was running a bit more in the 
finals last year and he was running a bit more on the trials as well. Uh, look, had Sam Walker not been goal-kicking, I could see a world where I'd own Mitchell Moses. Yep. Uh, so if Sam Walker was to get injured round one, which I hope not as a Roosters fan, but uh, if Sam Walker was to get injured round one, I probably would just cash out 30000 go to Mitch Moses. Yeah, I think there's, you know, I would rank it there, Walker, Moses, and Kiri last. You know, I think yeah. I'll have a think about that. You know, Hines uh, versus Walker. You know, for the makeup of my team, I guess I could entertain the turbo, you know, go turbo mm. um, option if if I went Walker because that just frees up so much money from uh, Cleary down to Walker. I just, yeah. you know, Hines is sexy. No, no, no. I just love it. <laughs> and it'd be, he's, what is he, 16? Well, so he's not that much of a pod, is yeah. he? Really? No. And like you said, getting $400,000 out of Nathan Cleary will do wonders for your side. Like I have Fenua Blake and Jermaine Fenua Brown as my starting front row pair. I've now got Fenua Blake and Papali, Isaiah Papali, yeah. because of the cash I've just gotten out. And interesting, on Papali, he averages 89.6 as a starting yeah. back rower. Yeah, yeah. interesting. That's- yeah. I mean, he's he's definitely, and then the duel, you pick him obviously in the front row, which is great. Um, All right, let's go through now. I think that's, oh, sorry, we'll go and cover some of the mid, the real mid uh, options, which, I mean, my team, you know, I had three sort of cheapies and Cleary, and that's, I felt okay with that because I had one premium in there. Um, I wouldn't go four. I saw a team someone sent through to me to rate their team. They had four cheapies and, you know, cheapies up to middies in their halves. And I'm not yeah. in love with that, to be quite honest. But look, SJ, 462,000. He's, what is he? Is I can't see my writing. 11.6 or something. He's, he's owned pretty well. 17. 17. 17% owned. Um, he, I think they've confirmed that Walsh, when he comes back, will kick goals yeah. as well. It's a pretty good yeah. draw for the Warriors. Are you a pro SJ or a nay? Um. I really like Sean Johnson, the footballer. I really like Sean Johnson, the super coach player as well. Uh, but the goal kicking re- really is a low blow. The fact that he doesn't have that hurts his stocks quite a bit. Yeah. If he was a goal kicking half for 460000 with the previous with his previous credentials when he's goal kicking, uh, he would be definitely undervalued by close to 100000 at least. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, the thing with them is they've got a nice run and I probably would have entertained an SJ if he was kicking goals. Um, And it's kind of the same way as I probably wouldn't have entertained a Sam Walker if there wasn't that added bonus of the goals as well. Um, Hastings, we only got to see him in one trial. He is 350K. He's 26.7 owned because he's a a midi. Um, Any love for Hastings? I I mean, I like him as a, uh, again... Mid-ranger, I haven't gone mid-ranger. I've gone to, depends on what you classify Sam Walker as, but I haven't gone with anyone in the three hundred to 400,000 range. Yeah. Um, but look, there's nothing wrong with Jackson Hastings as a pick. Perfectly fine. But no goal-kicking is a little bit of a concern. But yeah. even then, I'd still say he's 100000 undervalued, at least. Yeah, and I would say to people that, you know, you probably won't know 100% until game time, you know, but I heard a whisper yeah. that he had a bit of a sore foot that he was getting over. 
And that's why they went in with Luke Brooks kicking the goal. As soon as Luke Brooks went on off, he took over the kicking, kicked fine, kicked better than what Luke Brooks was. So there's a chance that he still does goal kick, I think. Um, and look, the other one in the middies who was relatively well-owned was Sexton. He's dropped, actually. No, he's down to 3.5. Um, I'm still, I was never convinced on Sexton, and I'm, and that doesn't change for me. Um, I'd probably entertain if I was going a midi into SJ and Hastings and probably man. I had man over Hastings yeah. in my team because I had a moan in the center wing. I just liked the fact that I could interchange them. Um, and yeah. Sexton to me, oh, I mean, I don't know. There's probably nothing wrong. He, he's, he looks like he's got a super coach friendly game and he will kick goals. Um, it just probably, they're sort of out of mind because unfortunately we didn't get to see their trial, the second trial and see yeah. what, he, what he could do, you know? Yeah, um, I was impressed by what Sexton offered up last year. Uh, the goal, him definitely having goal kicking helps his stocks. Uh, having David Feeder on your edge, it would sound like it's a good thing, but he doesn't need much assisting in scoring mm-hmm. his tries. It's yeah. just palm it off to David Feeder. Now, yeah. if he has to, if Sexton has to do more than just palm it off, he'll have twenty points mm. with the line break and the try assist. But I suspect for Sexton, well, their, their game plan will just revolve around giving Fafita time and space, which will mean that Sexton won't be heavily involved in Fafita scoring tries. So mm. no, I don't. I I don't think there's. I think he's probably worth sixty-two points as an average, but. He's not going to be a season keeper in the halves, particularly with Cleary and Cleary not being in our size to start. You need someone that's either going to make money from right from the get-go, definitely, or uh, you go straight to you run two guns at halfback. And I think Schneider's the right call. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Hines and, and um, Walker is there's a good enough savings from Cleary, but they're not so far away from him, you know, if they start off yeah. well and start making money. Um, all right. Well, so there's some options, I think, for teams. I'm going to probably go Hines or Walker. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think they're probably the ones that stick out to me as the, the best option, especially now with Walker getting a confirmation of, of well, this, you know, I think most confirmation of goals. Now let's go through the major outs from team lists. Obviously, we've spoken about Cleary. That's one. Another one which I was all over socials telling everyone, don't expect Xavier Savage in the fullback position. It'll be Charles and Chance, Nickel, Klockstad, and Savage, I thought he would be on the wing, but he's out of the team, out of the 17 altogether. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a surprise. I know we've gone with a, a, a youngster there. James, James yeah. Schiller. Yeah, he's a good player, I think. And, uh, you know, not a bad shout. Um, Sebastian Chris has obviously been on the COVID list, so I would not go with Schiller, you know, in your team, because I think that Chris will come back into the mix there. Um, mm. Yeah, and, and they've gone with uh, a, a Valamain. You know, I thought they might put yes. Savage on the wing. So that's going to be a surprise to people. Some people were doing the old, I've got Turbo at starting fullback and my reserve fullback is Savage. Well, you've got to put a line yeah. through that because he's not in that. I think, you know, in the trials, we could see, you know, the the little buds of an, uh, a great potential, you know, of, of, for a footballer. But I think he made pr- plenty of poor decisions in defence. You know, his hands let him down a little bit. Um, and you know, Chance is is the fullback. He's, he's very good in defence, yeah. um, and he's very good at organising our line. So Savage is a bit of a surprise yeah. for people. Um, one that people were probably banking on in teams was a nice little 260K Jordan Pereira 
but we've seen him miss for the Broncos. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I, I had him for almost all of the preseason, I think. Yeah. And to find out probably at four o'clock this afternoon that he's not playing, it's a bit of a low blow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, they've gone with Corey Oates. Um, you know, he, he, I think Corey Oates is pretty much a spent force, you know, in today's game, for my view. But yeah. Kevy's a bit of a lunatic and he's gone with, you know, Corey Oates. So, and, per, and obviously we know Cobo is not going to start in fullback. It's going to be Isarco. So, you know, you, you get Cobo, which is a midi, um, but we lose Pereira. Kevin Naguama, he didn't get the run for the Chooks. Yeah. He was um, tipped to land that role. We do know that Billy Smith has come in. He's a bit cheaper. Um, yeah. As a cheapie, but we've lost Kevin Naguama. Probably the only one uh, with super coach relevance for me was... Dan Safidi out for three to four weeks. And at certain times in the preseason, I was contemplating contemplating Jake, Jacob Safidi as well in my team, that yeah. he's going to come into to the front row. So I think that's just a, a one to mention as well. Yeah. Any, no, any, um, sorry. Sorry, anything else from the team list of big outs oh. that was surprising to you? Hmm. Um. No, I don't think so. No. Oh, well, Nathan Brown in the reserves, actually, for the Parrot yeah. for the Eels. I was a bit yeah. shocked by that. Yeah, I've got some notes here as we go through the teams, the big sort of talk, you know, ones that missed and we were, that we're surprised about. But we'll go through them. Um, yeah. All right, let's go through the Roosters to start it off. Um, the big things for me were Billy Smith, obviously, coming into the Santa Wins. He's highly touted fellow. You know, he's had an injury, you know, a horrid run of, of those injuries, but he's in. 280-odd K. Are you going to entertain him in your Supercoach team at all? Perfect replacement for Nakama. Um, He averages 60.5 as a starting centre in the NRL. Um, He's very talented. He can goal kick. He won't, obviously. Mm -hmm. But if Sam Walker was to kick poorly, it'll be either Momorowski or Billy Smith to kick. And I think it'd be Momorowski, but you never know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, uh, we missed a, f- a few of the cheapies that we're probably looking at. So I think he's got to be considered. Um, Momorowski yeah. is on the wing, uh, picked in that <laughs> team. We've heard that he's not going to kick goals. It's going to be Sam Walker. But w- what's your thoughts on Momo? Well, just cast your eye back to this time last year. Brett Morris had scored, was averaging 99 on the wing. And he was looking immense. He gets injured. Then Ikevalu steps up to the plate and he averages something like late 60s. And he was very ordinary in an NRL sense last year. If Paul Momorowski can get by as a not make many errors, just be simple, put the ball down, you know, be as reliable as he has been in 2021, there is massive, massive upside in Paul Momorowski. And if if Sam Walker's goal kicking isn't up to scratch, it's Ruben Garrick Lux. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, I, I was sort of was thinking about Momorowski, thinking that he'd get the centres. I think the wing's better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, that probably, yeah, he's dead set, it's better. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's probably brought him up in, in, in the opportunities for my team. Um, and then, obviously, you lose the goal kicking, which I would have loved to have got. Let me ask you this question. Would you prefer Momorowski to Katoni Staggs? Yes. Yeah. Very easily, yes. Because 
Stags, it, he he's shown that he needs a hat trick just to score 130 points in the past. He'll be goal kicking for one game. He's way over owned. He Stags ownership it's 40 percent, and Paul Mongrovsky's is two percent. Paul Mongrovsky definitely has more upside and more likely to goal kick at some point in this season than Katoni Stags, who is Adam Reynolds' goal kicking. Yeah. So uh, I also like that. Centers don't don't have the upside that wingers do be as well, mm-hmm. so you've got that in Momorowski's favour. I think you're lock and load, Paul Momorowski. Paul Momorowski, yeah, he's a great pot option. Yeah, well, I mean, you've swayed me. I mean, as soon as I saw that he was named on the wing, it really pricked up my ears on him. It's good to you know, it's good yeah. to chat him. Um, Walker, you know, he really jumped up for me as well. He's someone I was considering in the old when you you're working out what you might do if Nathan Cleary doesn't get up because it was always a possibility. Walker and the goal kicking. Kiri looks like he's good to go for round one. That ticks all the boxes for me on Walker. Probably Momorowski yeah. too. Um, I like it. The one player I yeah. am happy to see named there who I think is benefits from Kiri being in the team is Satili Tupanua. And I've got him in my team. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, I mean, I, I like it. He's got great upside. But the lack of base is a bit off-putting for me. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather... A- Bryn Nakora, who's got Nico Hines, a proper half, mm-hmm. not getting injured. There's there's quite a bit of upside there. Satili, though, um, anyone in that lineup can score tries and everyone will benefit from having a full strength Roosters lineup. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, there, I, there's upside in everyone. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was you, you've hit the nail on the head. It's Nakora or Satili. I've got Satili in there at the moment. Um, and you know maybe because the Raiders are playing the Sharks first up, I shouldn't think like that. But I think those are two good upside type players, and I really liked what I've seen from Nakura right from that All Stars game. So I think it's a good shout. I think Satili's in for a good year as well. He has got to work a little bit. I've seen some mail where that's been stuff they've sort of talked to him about these little one percenters and his um you know defense and stuff like that. So I'm I'm really expecting a big year from him as well. And one other shock, mm. that, uh, which I don't know if I'd bank on him actually rolling in for round one, was Hamoli, who I didn't mind this year as well. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, so there you go. So that's the Roosters. No big surprises outside of Nikwama, really, for me. Um, anything else in the Roosters lineup that sticks out to you? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, it's just if Connor Watson can keep the hooker roll once Beryls is back. Yeah, I mean, that'd be that would be the only thing. Yeah, I think yeah, that would be the only thing. I mean, walk, well, I think Watson, so too. yeah, Watson's the perfect 14. So, um, all right, let's move yeah. on to the Dragons. Look, as expected, we've got Sloan at the fullback position. I really loved it, what I've seen from Sloan. Um, he's obviously a fullback that you can pick in your center wing. Um, Amon, he's a good cheapie that we've all sort of had in our team. Um, in the six, I know they've got a hard draw to start the year. Um, those two guys interesting to you, Amon? Um, um, I've got Amon straight in here. I would be all over Tyrell Sloan if the draw was a bit better, like even yeah. if it was just a little bit better, if it was just an ordinary draw. Yeah, but it's a I would be moving heaven and earth to get him in, but it's not a good draw. It's very rough. Yeah. Um, it, once the draw passes, which I think is around up, Round, oh, when does it really get better? Probably round eight onwards. And that's when I'd own Tyrell Sloan because I could see him 
holding value or losing 50K, mm. then you hop straight onto him and um, he'll have a rough game against Melbourne, but you get a Tigers game and a Titans game around it. So that offsets it a little bit. Yep. Um, um, yeah. We got, oh, yeah, we've got Jack Bird. He's been named in the second row and it looks like Tarek Sims is on the outer. I've heard chatter, you know, that he's going to get an early release and, you know, maybe link up you know, with uh, old coach Mary McGregor at Parramatta Reels. I mean, that's not, don't quote me on that. That's just in the whispers I've heard, Ooh. but he's out of the squad. Um, big surprise to me, really. Oh, he's injured, I think. Oh, is he? Well, I mean, I think he's, in, yeah. Is he in their lineup? No, he's not in their lineup at all. Ah, well, that might be no, it. I heard he he hasn't got over his. So. All right, so you expect that he'll come back in? Well, I mean, I've heard, I've, I've heard whispers, you know, that he's, he's on the skits. I'd be shocked if they really demote him. I don't see what he's done wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, or well, me considering either. he went from Origin winning back rower to we're gonna get rid of. That's a bit strange for me. Uh, hopefully that's not true for his sake. I think he's a gripping footballer. He should be starting. He'd start at the vast majority of clubs and he he deservedly would as well. I don't understand the move to the Eels because they're just stacked with back rowers. He yeah, wouldn't start odd, there. Yeah, it would be odd. Um, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, so, I mean, look, I don't think there's too much there. I mean, look, we, a few people were talking about Georgie Burgess off his hip replacement. He hasn't landed in the team as well, no. um, which is one of the cheapies that we have missed. But I don't think there's too much in there. There's a big surprise. Uh, any interest in Bird, obviously, with the duel, or is there just other options, you think, in that? I mean, someone like Furmore, for instance, named to start with the dual center wing um, second row, and he's cheaper. Yeah, I don't know how much value there is in Jack Bird. I mean, he's probably maybe at best 50,000 undervalued. His base was really poor in the trial match. He made like 15 tackles and seven runs in around 60 minutes. It's not great. Um, so, But part of me thinks that he'll just hold his average $500,000. I'd rather spend it on a Tupanua, Nakora, Aitken top, or Taumalolo even. Yeah, yep, yep. Good, good shout. Um, over to the Tigers. Um, look, it's uh, Jimmy the Jet comes into the centre wing there, which, you know, some people were hoping for that William K or whatever his name is. He's a cheapie yeah. that missed. Um, Gildart has expected in the centres. Tuolagi. Now, Tuolagi, I've kind of said over the last couple of days, look, there's been some chat that he got it on merit, but I'd love to see that he was picked there over Ghana. And Ghana's been named in their bench. Yeah, so yeah. Tuolagi's got it. It looks on merit in 250k. Yeah. Oh, how good is that? Uh, I wasn't expecting. I was expecting Sean Ball to do it. Then he yeah. got his AC. Then he did his ACL, and then I was like, okay, well then that pretty much locks in Luke Garner. And then from the clouds, Kelma Tuolagi emerges. Yeah. And is now formed. He looked very good with yeah, Luke very Brooks, good. which is not something you say often, but <laughs> him and Luke yeah. Brooks as a combination looked really good. Great yeah. short ball from Brooks onto Tuolagi, who ran a great line to score yeah. against Manly in that trial match. I think there's definitely something there. They looked to have a good combination. Um, I think not quite double in value, but close to it. Yeah, I think it's really promising the fact that I mean, if there was no Brown in the squad at all, you know, you would say 
well, is it was it Garner's spot? And he's just filling in. Yeah. The fact that Garner's there, I mean, there could also be that we're going to ease him in. But I've, I know that Garner's had his troubles, you know, as for consistent lining up in their lineup. Yeah. And there was talk that Bloor was already ahead of him. And, and it's like... I would have thought so. Yeah, it's like Kima Tuolagi's just come in. And with that form that he showed in the trials, you know, in the trial, for me, was enough. I, th- I think he's worth a pun at 250k. We haven't got a whole bunch of them. So, yeah. yeah. In the second row. Second row has been a wasteland for cheapies. And to get a $250,000 starter is fantastic news. Yep, beautiful. Um, over to the Storm, George Jennings is on one wing. Um and Josh King starts in the lock position. I would probably Ooh. say, obviously, when all the troops come back, do you think Josh King's got a spot in the 17 at the Storm? I think they're yes, really short some middles. Yeah, yeah with no two Kami Kamika. Um, Nelson on the outer, but I think he's playing. He's playing. So, But next year, Josh King will be starting for them for sure. But this year, I think there's 40, 45, maybe even a 50-minute roll off the bench because Bromwich isn't even a 40-minute prop these days. Welch can't play 60. Nelson can't play more than 40. And Brian Smith will be playing 60. So mm. I don't know the maths right off the top of my head, but I think there's a 40 to 50-minute roll there for Josh mm. King. Mm. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, the fact it's, it's, a real, it's, it's a real big tick you know, to what he's been doing in preseason, the fact that he's been named to start in the 13. We do know they've got troops out. And obviously, Brandon Smith's going to come in and take that 13. You know, you think in round two, but I think it bodes well. You know, Tepai Maroa, a very popular cheapie, is there all out of the left out oh. completely. I was worried as soon as I didn't see him trialing, um, you know, as run yeah. on or anything like that, um, you know, that Tepai Maroa wasn't going to get a spot in their 17. Um, and, you know, Josh King in there probably says, to me, that he's what we probably thought, you know, he would we'd get from Tepai Maroa, but it's Josh King instead. Yeah. Uh, anything oh, else? Be pleased with that. Yeah. Anything else from the Storm? Not really. I think that this team, it's a hard um, one because, um, you know, we've obviously got those suspensions. For me, um, I, I feel really nice about bringing, you know, upgrading Kurt Mann to Cameron Munster, who looked absolutely sensational in the trials. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really liked him. Pappy confirmed to play as well helps. Huge. Um, yep. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, there was a strategy that I looked at when I saw that Nick Meany was going to play the six. Say you put Junior Ramone in your five-eighths for one round, you put Nick Meany in your centre wing. It, there is every chance that Nick Meany goal kicks ahead of Pappy Housen for round one. It's very possible, probably likely, I'd say, actually. Um, but Matt, you've got Luke, you've got not Luke Keary, Nick Meany in centre wing playing 5 8 for the Melbourne Storm for one round. You could get the you could just get the points out of Nick Meany, trade him out, then move Amone down and keep the cash difference between Munster and Meany and just gain that one extra again, gain that one game of points against the Tigers because I think there's a lot on offer there. Mm. Uh, but it's, I don't know if I'll do it. I don't think I will. Mm. That locks you into a trade, but that's a way to get ahead early. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a strategy to go with. I mean, uh, one I wanted to mention was Brandon Smith. Obviously got that ban yeah. overturned. Surprising to me that off-field stuff can can relate to, you know, a reduction in suspension, which is odd, I think. Yeah. But he's in. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's in. 
Mm-hmm. And I've seen his ownership go up because he's center wing, yeah. sorry, second row forward um, hooker. Um, I think yeah. he's going to get good minutes at lock this year and maybe spell 10 minutes if, if he does at all, um, you know, of Harry Grant, but he'll play a lot of minutes at lock. I think this year, obviously at lock, he's got to get less tries, hasn't he? Because most of his tries came from out of dummy half, didn't they? Yes and no. Yes, they all a lot of them came out of dummy half, but Harry Grant's a very talented hooker who can use his forwards very well, and it could very easily be that there's a play, a set play that Harry Grant runs a little bit out of dummy half and passes to Brian Smith, who scores. All right, good. All right, so look, I think that's the storm. Um, the Eels. We got some cheapies that we've been looking at. There was chat that Russell would be front runner to take that wing spot. He's done that. 280K. I've actually liked every bit of um, I've seen from him really in first grade, Russell. You? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, he, uh, what was I going to say? Yes. Uh, he's on the left wing, which is Sebo's edge. And that's a gold mine for super coach points early on in the season. Sebo in the last two seasons when he's been playing in the first, I think, eight rounds, which is when usually power at their absolute peak in the season, he averages 68 and he's got mm. highs of around the 150-point mark. Mm. And Sean Russell, in one starting game in the NRL, he's got 82 on the left edge, scoring two tries. So mm. I think there's plenty of opportunity for uh, high ceiling, even. I think there's a very... Very similar ceiling to Sebo on that edge because he looks a good finisher, actually. Yeah. And yeah. Um, 285000 for a winger at the end of a very good back line. Yeah, but a nice early draw. Very good. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Um, Penasini, as we've all expected, he's been popular. Um, you know, probably hasn't shown heaps in the trials, but I do think he's he's got potential and he's a good price for teams. He's very popular. Um, yeah. Maddo's been named to start in the 13. I actually thought the Eels looked absolutely sensational with Maddo in the 13. And, um, you know, I've got Maddo in my team. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to stay, but I I don't know whether that's... Do you think that it's going to hurt his super coach output if he's playing at 13? I'm worried about him moving into a middle forward rotation and how that will affect his minutes. Because you've got two guys on, you've got three middle forwards on the bench, Makatoa, Kafusi, and Paystone. They can all play lock and prop. They can probably all, they're probably all capable of 40 minutes. They'll probably play more like 30 each. Mm. Um, it does help that the utility isn't Ray Stone and it's Jacob Arthur. So yeah. that locks in more minutes for the middles. Yeah. And I think, I don't that- think Papali is an 80 minute edge player either. Yeah, so and Lane's minutes on the edge. Yeah. And Lane doesn't play big minutes either. He's named to start, isn't he? So, you know, I'm not so worried about Maddo. Um, whether you want to go him or not, that's going to be something for you. But I, I was just thought they looked great, you know, with Maddo. And it's obviously a contract year for Maddo. I don't know if that means anything, but, he, you know, he looked good. And when I saw them, you know, the, the way they were playing out there with him in the 13, just because obviously he comes from a halves background and the ball play and stuff, I thought, but that's the worry, that he could just become a bit of a distrib- distributor. But um, Maddo's been yeah. named in the 13. Makatoa, I mentioned, you know, I've seen his ownership sort of fly up a little bit. He played pretty well in the bloody trials, didn't he? And um, yeah. they've re-signed him. Um, he's been named on the on the bench. Yeah, I, I like him as a footballer. I would like to see 40-plus minutes from Makatoa if I was to seriously consider him. 
And Nathan Brown lurking in the reserves oh. is a little bit worrying too. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah. I, I do like what Makatoa can do. Yeah, I think Makatoa could be a good eye next year. Um, but yeah, yeah, Brown and Cardi and stuff on the bench, I mean, on the outer squad, that concerns me for Makatoa for starting him for the year. Um, look, let's move over to the Titans. The news that I was waiting to hear because he's in my team is Bo Fermor to start in the second row. It should be noted that Proctor is not completely out of the squad. He's in the 17. So um, Fermor, yep. he gets a tick for you? Yeah, um, I really like him. Average of 60 in the back row last year. Second row center wing, 380,000. Um, but if you're deciding between him and Kurt Mann, mm-hmm. I think I'd just take Mann because I see David Fafita getting so much ball that both Firma probably doesn't have the upside you're hoping he does. Yeah. All right. Well, interesting. Yeah. I mean, look, he's 370. He's, he's dual, um, a second row center wing. So it all depends on your setup, I guess. But who you've got Aiken there as well, who's 480. Um, and there's news that Tohu's going to come back maybe early rounds in that team, there's a, probably a chance that Aiken goes back to center wing. So, you know, Firm is yeah. not the worst. And look, he's got a super coach friendly game, I think. Um, there's not much else really for the Titans in there that, oh, that's a great surprise. Uh, no, no, not much else. No. Uh, yeah, nah, nothing. Uh, in the Cowboys, there's a bit there to talk about. Um, the hammer, as we expected, is going to be in the fullback position. Jermaine, young Maney, is starting in the front row. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, Janor Brown, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's a one PPM kind of guy. And uh, what did he, uh, Todd Payton said that he'll be playing big minutes. So if he's playing 50 minutes, he's getting 50 points. Uh, I, I like that about Snow Brown. I just don't think he'll play 50 minutes because Taumalolo there, I'd lock him in for 70 minutes. Hess is probably good for 40. McLean, probably 30. Dunn and Gilbert, around 30 to 40. And Cotter should be out there for a lot as well. Yeah. I mean, look, the fact that he's been coached by, you know, Peyton over at the Warriors, you know, I think mm. he's getting a little bit, he's look, getting looked after. So I think it's going to lean towards anyone for minutes. The fact that he's been given the start run on, he's a coach obviously likes him. He signed him over there as well, you know, from the Warriors. So I don't really mind if he's, if, if, you know, you don't, it doesn't guarantee that they're going to get minutes, but if they're named to start, that's always usually a good sign, you know, with yeah. someone like Bully Moore, he's got, he is dual and you do know that Schuster's going to be coming back into that team. So, you know, what do you bank on? Who do you prefer, you know, out of those two? It's going to be something that you think about because you do probably envision that Bullymore is going to be a bench forward, you know, come, you know, Schuster's return. And if JTB can just lock down that starting position. But again, the minutes are going to be a bit of a guess. Um, Lukey and Nanai have been named on the edges, which is great. I think they look like yeah. great up and coming players. It's good to see. I mean, his job's on the line, isn't it? But he's, he, I think it's good that it, to see them start. Um, Lukey, I really like the look of him in the trials. I didn't see as much of Nanai, but I've probably preferred Nanai oh. um, up until, you know, yeah. re- recently. I, I think you can go either or. Yeah, Nanai's got the better super coach game, but Lukey looks the more developed player. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I would say that if you're looking for like I don't know, I think Nano has the more is more likely to become a top 10, 20 back row, top 10 back rower in Supercoach. But he, like out of the two of them, Nanai has the higher ceiling and more potential. But Luki is a more polished player right now. Mm-hmm. Luki, I think, will be a safe 55 average. And I think Nanai, he could be anywhere between 45 and 65 at the end mm-hmm. of the season. Yep. Uh, Lolo's been named at, at 13. The chat has been good about him returning to big minutes, 480K. Um, what do you think you're going to go with Lolo to start the year? I've currently, uh, it's a decision between Aitken, Taumalolo, Nakora, and Tupanua. You're yep. most likely owning one, maybe two at most, but probably one. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I've got Aitken in there, but. That's just because I think he's averaged really well in the centre wing in the second row last year. But in saying that, I could very well end up with Nakora or even Jason Taumalolo come round one. That'll be something I'm thinking about in the next couple of days. Yeah, same. But I really like Taumalolo. Yeah, I mean, if 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 I, if I could be sold on the seventy minutes, you know, I think I'd love to. You know, just on pedigree. And if you, you pick a resurgence for him this year, um, I think if, yeah. you, if you're confident in the 70 minutes. Um, over to the dogs, um, Braden Burns over Shoop. He takes a center wing spot, yeah. which was a bit of a surprise. Um, of course. We, I thought that Alamotti was a bit raw and he obviously missed. He was a cheapie that was we, I saw in some teams, you know, hoping for him to be named. He wasn't. Um, Hetherington has been named to start in the second row. Um oh. You know, whew. Yeah. and it's a bit of a surprise. I mean, I've seen some people entertaining the fact that you could get him for, uh, you know, cheap, and he's he's starting in the second row, but he's not for me. Um, Max King has jagged a bench spot, and he's very cheap, and he's yeah. looked sensational in the trials. So that's good stuff. Yeah, he looks like the leading middle forward on that bench. Like Beyond Odo's a specialist spine player. Patolo, he's probably a 30-minute guy. Waddell's more of an edge forward who I think will spell either TPJ or TPG, TPJ and Hetherington. So I think the starting three middle forwards, Jackson, um, Vaughan and Thompson will all play very big minutes. So I think 50 to 60 minutes at least for all of them. And I think Max King's probably good for a 40-minute roll off the bench. I think that's... Massive value considering he's not even 200,000. Yep, agree. Uh, over to the Warriors, we know SJ's in, um, and Aitken's been named in the 11, Katoa in the 12, Curran in the 13. There was a little chat earlier in the week that Curran had started on the bench. He's in the 13. Well, one of the big things is that Vaila, is that how you say his name? Vaila, I think. Vaila, the cheapy 205K has been named to start in the center wing. Great, great time. Yeah, oh, it's great news. Um, Having a $205,000 center wing, it really does help if you're banking on someone like Cooler uh, or Alamotti mm-hmm. starting. Yeah. Um, having Violet only $30,000 more, I think that's great news. Uh, my only concern about him is that when Tohu's back, if it is Aiken that loses his spot in the second row, he moves straight to the centers. And that's Violet yep. almost definitely straight out of the side because Rocco Berry is there for a long time now. 
Yeah, I mean, and Rocco Berry was someone that I entertained having in my team. Um, but look, I think he's worth a punt at that cheap price. He's going to get, yeah. you know, if Tohu comes back round four, you'll get at least one price rise out of him. And, you know, he's probably almost playable because they've got an early draw. That's pretty good. I don't know if you would. Um, look, I, I, I've seen, I actually had Katoa in one um, iteration of my team running off SJ, you know, at a good price. He looked pretty good in the trial that we saw him in. Um, and obviously, Curran was popular to start the year as well. So there's some good options, I think, in there for the Warriors that probably the team list has probably confirmed, I guess, for people if they wanted to start them. Yeah. Over to the Knights, uh, we got Randall as suspected. Um, Man has been named to start in the 13. I've had Man in my team until I upgraded it to Munster today. Um, and look, I did say David Safidi out for Daniel, sorry, Safidi out for three to four weeks and Jacob starts in the front row. And I've actually liked what I've seen from uh, Clemmer as well in the uh, trials. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Jacob Safidi looks the goods. Yeah. I mean, for that price point, you know, that price point in there. You know, some people, once we've got teamless Tuesdays, you could maybe, for not too much, you can get a bully more up to a starting you know, Jay Safidi. You know, I think that that's probably something that would lock into your team a little better, you know, for surety. Um, and Moy Masia, we've got him on the bench. He's mm. taking the bench spot. We do. I'm very, I've been very big on him this pre-season. Um, and it does help that, well, Leo Thompson on, NRL debuts on there as well. New prop. He probably only plays 30 minutes. Mm. Mitchell Barnett. He could play anywhere, but I think he probably plays 40 minutes off the bench. And Phoenix Crossland spells Kurt Mann and Chris Randall. Spells Kurt Mann and Chris Randall. Um, so the rest of the minutes would go to Mama Sia. Mm. I think there's 40 minutes roughly for him. 200,000 double in value. Yeah, I agree. I think when Dan Safidi comes back, you know, it's probably Leo Thompson that drops out and Moy Masia yeah. was tipped to be one that would make their 17. So I think he's a safe bet for teams. Barnett on the bench surprised me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Fitzgibbon fan. And he's, no. he's actually looked okay in the trials. And I, I don't know, you, you know, but you can't touch Barnett. Um, over to the Panthers, Targo as expected. Um, one that missed was Robert Jennings. It's gone to Staines. Yeah. And that was something that, you know, we, I, I always expected, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a big fan of Staines at all. I don't even think he's up to first grade standard. He's just first grade standard when he plays fullback and I don't like him on the wing, but you know, they've got a lot invested in Staines and he's jagged the first go um, on the wing there. So get Robert Jennings out of your teams guys and Taylor may, cause they're not going to get a run. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit disappointing because Staines doesn't look like a great winger at all. He looks an out-and-out fullback. Hmm. And he's not going to beat out Dylan Edwards for the fullback spot. So it makes me think, well, why have him? Because Taylor May, Robert Jennings, they're probably better wingers. Robert Jennings at one point was one of the leading try scorers in an NRL season. I think it might have been 2018. He, when he was playing with the Rabbitohs, he was up there in the tries. Um, Taylor May looks a very good winger. Brian Toto-like, really, yeah, yeah. his base and tackle-busting ability. Yeah, it's you know it's one of those things. It's a surprise, but you do know that they've got a... You know, it seems like they've got a bit of a thing for Staines, and they've given him the first go with him. O'Sullivan obviously comes in for Cleary. Not much else, really, to talk about. 
for them. I there think. is one thing, mm-hmm. um, and it's I like Stephen Crichton because he's going to be goal kicking until Cleary's back. Yeah, good, good goal point. kicking centre on the Panthers side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't really love what I you know for Super Coach what I see from a lot of the centre wings out there. But I mean, look, he's he's definitely a talent, and he, and the goal kicking probably helps. Uh, definitely. Um, over to the Seagulls, Hamole. I'm surprised that he was named to start. Um, he mm. was somebody that I was taking a serious look at um, to start this year. Um, it could change. I'm close to kick, kick off time. Um, Bully Moore has been named to start in the second row. Um, yeah. Look, he's very popular. I've seen some people putting him at their second front row spot. Uh, and I think that they'll probably still do it now because he's been named to start in their second row. Um, we do yeah. know that Schuster's going to come back into that team, you know, as early Around as six. Well, you know, people say it was six weeks actually from when he did it. So that would have him coming back around three. So I think it's something that's probably Whoa. up in the air. I don't know if it's going to be as late as round six. If it was round six, I'd probably be very confident. You know, because you get at least a few price rises out of the bully more, bully more, and he's going to go back to the bench most likely. You'd think, um, yeah, you know, and still get pretty good minutes off the bench. But I'm thinking that Schuster. Let's just assume Schuster comes back for round three. Does that change your thinking on Bully Moore? Well, if if he comes back round three, you don't pick him. Well, yeah, but I, I, I'm not. Look, I can't see him. If he's back round three, I'll be gutted and I'll be very shocked. I think he's more of a four to six, probably. I would have thought close to six, but if he is, like, it was a great three synthesis. I don't know anything about it, but I he, I did see that the NRL physio says six to eight weeks for the grade three um, ankle injury. And he has that. So I would have thought. That would mean around four to six return. And I would have liked at least one price rise out of him. But if we, you know, the points is really what I'm buying him for because he looked. He has a great work rate uh, as a second rower, pushing sixty points a game in the sec, in the back row. Um, and Manley's in very is still in hot form from last year, and he's on the he's on the left edge. Tom Jaboyevich loves the left edge as well. Uh, there's points on offer. Yeah, look, I just would say to people, you know, I mean, you see JTB named to start, you know, in the prop position for the cows, and he doesn't have, that looks like he's been picked there. You know, they've got a full list. They haven't got any injuries, you know, that JTB is covering. Uh, but Bullymore is definitely covering a position that you know Schuster's going to walk back into. So that's just something to, to think about. It could be a short-term rent and it may not pay off for you if Schuster comes back in early and you didn't quite juice as much as you could out of Bullymore. But while he's starting in second row, I think he's going to score well enough that for those ones that have picked him as their front row too, he'll score well enough at least while he's starting in the second row. Um, Cooler has been hanged in the 14. I don't think you can touch him. <laughs> He might be bottom dollar, but it's no. not what you want. You wanted him to take a center spot off Harper no. or something. He's in there, and you can't you can't touch him. Yeah, I think eventually he'll take a center spot. It could be in five rounds' time. Could be ten rounds' time. Could be next year. 
Yeah. But he's too good of a footballer to be playing in reserve grade. And adding an extra bit of spark in their attack can't hurt, mm-hmm. even though it's already glistening. Brad Park is probably lacking a bit of attacking flair, and that could bring bring about his downfall. That could blood cooler in from around rounds 10, potentially. Yeah, well, I think they'd probably drop Harper because he can really make a mistake and cost them big time. You know, some poor defensive reads, mm-hmm. whereas Brad Park is a bit more solid in defence. Um, all right, over to the Raiders. Schneider, he has been confirmed to start. He's going to kick goals because there's no Jared Croker in there. Um, Savage, we talked about. He's missed and CNK is going to be in the fullback position. He's not even on the wing. Savage. We've brought in Schiller, who you can't really go either because I'm I know that Sebastian Chris is in the COVID ward and I think he's a good center wing. And I think he will come back into that team. So um Vellame, <laughs> look, I, I think Vellame, if you know, he may get better as his career goes on, but he is an awful footballer and I just don't get it. Personally, as a Raiders. Well, fan, what I also remember is that. Uh, Jordan Rapana's background three, two game mm. suspension, isn't he? So you got uh, Chris and Rapana coming back. So that would definitely rule out James Schiller. Yeah, 100%. I think when Rapana comes back, he takes Valame's wing spot. And I, I would like to think that Chris starts in the center wing. But other things in the team, as tipped, we had Tapane in the front row. On my podcast, I did overrule Fox Sports and say Young and uh, CHN would be our second rowers and that Elliot Whitehead would start at lock, which is odd because we've got players like Adam Elliott who play lock very well. Um, Starling's going to start in the 14. I did entertain him for a little while, but it, I don't think you can touch him starting off the bench. I think you'll still play pretty good minutes. Um, and I don't really like it. I, I thought the Raiders always look better when Starling's on the field, but that's the way they've lined up. Yeah. Tom Starling does look like the better player for the modern game. Yep. Um, I was a bit shocked that CHN was starting. I mean, I know you tipped him, but I, well, I owned him right from when he returned last year and he, he killed it in a super coach sense, but was, Sub very subpar in NRL sense, and then mm. he had that big hit on uh, Jerome Hughes that knocked it, that after he got benched for that. Yeah, look, I think you know he more it's, traditionally. I'm surprised he had that back. Yeah, well, I mean, traditionally he's got the he's in, he's he's definitely got some attack in him. He's more attacking than Elliot Whitehead. Elliot Whitehead's thirty two now. He's getting older and he's transitioning into a, a lock position, ball player, and I think that. Players like CHN and Young, they run good lines and they've got a bit of an offload in them and stuff. And that's what Ricky's going for, these mobile line running, you know, second rowers. He's even trying to get Adam Elliott, who's traditionally a a great lock, to play some second row minutes as well. So that's, you know, the the style he's going for. And they're tipped to play pretty good minutes out of there as well. Um, Mm. Let's move over to the Sharks. Moylan is back. He's in the halves. We probably expected that Teague Wilton has taken the second row spot. I probably thought that that was going to be the case. Um, Andrew Fafita's jagged a bench spot. And somebody I didn't mind the look of in Royce Hunt as well has jagged a bench spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some good minutes on offer on the bench. Uh, Wilton's a good starter. And if he was 50 to 100K less, I'd be all over him. But yeah. he's 420,000. And he's filling in for a spot for six weeks. 
it's not really long enough injury, and yeah. he's probably too overpriced for that I sort of so. gamble. Um, you're giving David Fafita a tick. Oh, there is minutes for offer on there. He looked pretty good. He looks like he's, he's yeah. recovered a little bit and probably in better shape than he's been for a couple of years, really. Yeah. Um, I won't own because the two Kings and Momosia probably have better roles. Uh, but Andrew Fafita looks back to his old old self. Yeah. And he was a super coach gun at one point. So yeah. I don't see any problem with picking Andrew Fafita in his side. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Super coach. Uh, over to the Broncos. It's a bit of a, an interesting one over there, which you wouldn't expect anything less from uh, Kevy, would you? Azako is in the fullback. <laughs> I think that was probably the right choice. I think Cobbo looked just a little bit too green for me and he, he looked like he was gassed. And I think, you know, on the wing is is fine to start with Cobbo. I'm glad to see him there. I think he in the most recent run of my team, he's, he's dropped out. But you're still keen on Cobbo on the wing? I actually haven't had him all preseason. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I just don't think, yeah, he's probably, he's undervalued, but by how much is my question because he could very well be 50K undervalued. I don't think he'll ever be a super coach gun, but I think there's a lot to like about him in an NRL sense. But for me, I'm willing just to sit back and just admire how good he is in an NRL sense. Yeah, I mean, some people are like Coates versus um, Cobbo. Now they're both obviously on the wing, and I think there's some tries on offer in that Melbourne Storm team that there's not going to be yeah. in the Broncos. So I've probably switched. I, if if Cobbo was starting at fullback, I probably would have taken a punt on him just because of what's available to players now in today's game from fullback, and he looks like he's a bit of a tackle buster. Um, uh, Katoni Staggs. He's popular this preseason. Are you going to fade him or are you going to start him? Well, I'm going Momorowski over him. Um, yeah. I think he's unders. He's probably worth 60 to 65 points, 60, 65 point average. But so around that 550 mark. So yeah, he's around 100 points undervalued. Ceiling is questionable in a Broncos outfit. Mm. Um I prefer Momorowski. You pay 50K more. He's in prime real estate on the right wing. Lots of tries on offer. Good good side. Great back line. Um, would you rather have a halves pairing of Billy Walters and Albert Kelly giving you ball <laughs> or Sam Walker and Luke Keary giving you ball? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be Adam Reynolds from round two. So it's well, a little yes, better. Yes, even then. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, Walters is starting in the six, Kelly in the seven. Um, it'll be interesting because, I mean, Walters was popular. Um, you get Adam Reynolds back for round two. Is it going to be Walters that meet, is with him in the halves or is it going to be Kelly? I was leaning towards Kelly. You know, and all the chat. I think Kelly's hearing, the better player. Yeah. And I think Reynolds I think was talking. Right. He was talking like he wanted um, Kelly. So I don't know. Even though he's starting in this round one, I don't know how keen I am for Billy Walters. No, I'm not. I think um, you don't touch anyone in the Brisbane spine until you know where Adam Reynolds and Corey Pakes fit in. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, Keenan Palasia is starting in the eight. I know that Flegler's out. How long was Flegler out for? Is it three rounds? He's out. Yeah, three rounds, yeah. Yeah, so 
That's, you know, how, not a too expensive, is he, Pelagia? But I don't know. You've got Pia Cora out as well. Pia Cora was somebody yeah. that I was interested in having in there because I felt like he might jag a bench spot for 188K. Uh, do you think that'll happen? Yeah, he could very well overthrow uh, Reese Kennedy. Yes. Uh, I would like to see it and then use him as a downgrade option. Yeah. But, That's the safer yeah. play because you're going in blind, obviously, because you don't know if it's going to happen. Um, yep. Over to South, uh, nothing really. Milne, as, as as expected, he's not going to be in the centre of the it's Paulo, which is part of the reason why I'm interested in Stags because I think Stags is going to give him a bath this week. Paulo's terrible in the centre wing. Um, Milne is on the in the on the wing. Ilias, as we've expected, um, somebody that I was big on in the preseason as Arrow starting in the second row. Obviously, he's dual. And in the 400s, he'd be named to start in the second row. Nothing else really to talk about for Souths. Um, Latrell will be back from round two. So Blake Taff is going to go to the 14 role, you'd think. And to me, that's just a line through him. There's not going to be enough minutes for him there in the 14. Um, That's Souths pretty much. Yep. Um, Look, so let's just go through it to finish off the podcast. I'll go through the teams and let's cover the cheapies that have landed and the cheapies that have missed. Um, We got, I should mention Penne was someone I was interested in as well. 280, he's been named on their bench. Mm -hmm. He's someone you could consider as well. Um, The Valia, I think he's a good pick now because he's 205K. Moy Messia was named. That's great. Um, Targo, as we expected, um, which is a good one. Um, Bully Moore, he, he was named as we hoped in the second row for feeder. Is that's you know a good one that we've named him. He's definitely got to be an option. Ilias named Tuolagi is a big one. Um, Gilda, as expected, is named. Russell was one that was we weren't hundred percent sure mm. on. Um, has been named. So some good names in there. Schneider, obviously, we expected as well. Um, and Lukey and Josh Knight. King. Yeah, Josh King's a big one. I think which we. I mean, I was probably expecting that. Um, but Lukey and I to start in the second row is a big one. Um, some of the ones that missed uh, for the Panthers, it was Jennings and May that missed for the Warriors. Not really any that we were expecting. The Knights, none that we were expecting. Over at the Panthers, uh, sorry, I already said the Panthers didn't. Over at the Seagulls, there's no one really because Cooler was named, but he's not named in the capacity we're hoping for. The Raiders, it was Savage that missed, um, which will probably mean that people are changing teams. Nothing really from the Sharks that we're expecting. Although Ikevalu took the um, spot, which was surprising to me. But um, I don't know how long that's for. You know, I think someone... Yeah, it depends on Connor Tracy. He wasn't even in there at all. I think he must be injured. Injured or something. I I don't know. I don't know enough about it, actually. So I can't speak for sure. Um, Over the Broncos, it was Pereira who missed, who we were expecting. Over at South, it was a light hope that maybe Tass, you know, would come in. He obviously didn't get in there. Um, over the Chooks, Suwali and Kevin Naguama, would you still hold Suwali on your bench thinking that he might come into that oh, team? That's a very great question. Um, he will be in there at some point. And who it's for, I have no idea. I suspect it will be Billy Smith, mm. regrettably. Mm. But I think you're going to get six to eight games out of Billy Smith before, or maybe four to six games out of Billy Smith before you get Joseph Suwali. Yeah, I would say to people, you know, they go, oh, look, oh, he's definitely going to come in, you know, and that's all good and well. But I like to play with, if you've got players that you can pick that are playing, pick them, you know, and yeah, that, yeah, that's where I sort of land yeah. on that. 
So there might be a time to use him as a downgrade later in the year. Um, over at the Dragons, Georgie yep. Burgess was popular. He's not made it. Over at the Tigers, people were hoping for a K in the back line. He's not been named. Over at the Storm, there was no Tepai Moreau who was popular. And Howarth, I've seen him as a cheapie in a lot of teams. Do you think he's going to probably come in and get some game time this year? I think over the origin period and the back part of this year, I think you'll see him start in either the back row or the centre. I think more likely in the back row because I think he'll he's the uh, he's the future for the Storm next year. He'll be starting with Loyero in the back row. Yep. Uh, over at the Eels, nothing really. Uh, over at the Titans, nothing that's really surprising. Um, Marzu missed out. Yeah, Marzu missed out. But, I mean, I think you've got Corey Thompson and um, Philip Sami. He wasn't – I mean, I, I like him as a footballer. I like what I see yeah. from him. But I wasn't expecting he'd actually be named. Um, over at the Cows, you know, Cotter was popular because we thought that he would start at lock. But we know that that's Lolo now. And I just don't see any appeal in Cotter. I think he should play big minutes. And personally, that's my personal belief, but you, you're going to really take the pun on him starting from the bench? No, probably. No, you wouldn't. No. Uh, over at the Dogs, Alamotti, just a little bit raw for mine. Um, and, you know, I don't mind the look of Braden Burns as a footballer, just quietly. He's had a bit of an unlucky mm. sort of go of it, but I think he's a pretty good footballer. Um, that's it. That's Teamless Tuesday. I think there was not too many shocks in there, really. Um, you know, obviously, kick. K- Clear is the big one. And I think it probably opens up teams because we're all just making a team with Cleary. They're planning for this. So it should be now we can start setting up the teams for real. People are going to start entertaining Turbo. It looks like it could be a wet game, that Turbo first game. It's a tough matchup. Are you going to entertain the thought of starting with Turbo? No, it's, um, it's Pappy and Teddy all the way. Yeah, same. I mean, if Teddy – sorry, if Turbo – Paps, sorry. If Paps wasn't named, I probably could have entertained it. But the fact that he is named and you've got Teddy, that's what I'm going to roll with. But I certainly, people have probably got money to play with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they'll do it. You watch his ownership go up. Um, thanks for coming yeah. on, Nathan. It was great to chat. Obviously, it's a you know the, an exciting day for us all in the TLT. I'll put in my team up on the, on the socials, what I come up with once I have a bit of a fiddle. I haven't even had a chance to go and, you know, look through all of this stuff that's come out of TLT and make yeah. the changes in my team. So it'll be exciting to sit down and do that. Um, are you nice and excited for the year upcoming? Absolutely pumped. <laughs> yeah, it should be a ripper. I mean, it's going to be entertaining, I think, one way or another. I mean, I was talking, you know, I've had answering some questions on the Instagram and people are like, how many nuffs have you got? None. <laughs> no, I, I, this year is it's going to be one of those years. I think with we're already seeing COVID outs like Reynolds, you know, from game one, big names, and yeah, you know, we're going to see a bit of that this year. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll talk again uh, as the season goes on, and good luck to all of you super coaches in uh, the all important round one. Thank you for having me. No worries. Cause it's TLT, it's dynamite, TLT, and I'll win the fight, TLT, I'm the power lord, TLT, watch me explode!